Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's September 11th. I'm Brian Dean Wright, former CIA operations officer, and this is The Wright Report. Hey, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Right Report, your daily news podcast. I've got three briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First up, the Biden administration has again violated the Constitution, this time by banning speech. At least that is according to a panel of federal judges. I'll share details on that ruling, plus three examples that suggest that these constitutional violations are a pattern by the White House. Second, the next 30 days will be critical in our $60 billion war in Ukraine, folks. I'm going to share why with you coming up. Third, Mr. Biden wraps up his trip to Asia with a very important visit to Vietnam. I'm going to explain why we should care in just a bit. Later, we close out the podcast with a remembrance today of the attacks on September 11th of 2001. But before we begin today, let's talk about the latest out of the North African country of Morocco. A devastating earthquake happened, folks, that has killed at least 2,100 people. And there are some absolutely heartbreaking images and stories coming to us this morning from that country, including one about a man who lost his wife and all four of his children. Just horrific. So as we think of and pray for the people of Morocco, folks, there is another special reason, I think, to consider that country today. They are arguably the first nation to recognize the United States when we declared our independence years ago. So the leader at that time, a man named Sultan Mohammed III, opened his ports to American ships all the way back in 1777, and he signed a friendship agreement with our country in 1786. So they have been there for us for a very long time, and I sure hope that we can be there for them in whatever way you feel compelled to do so. With that, Let's get to our top story of the day. The Biden White House violated the U.S. Constitution and the free speech of millions of Americans. That is from the ruling that was handed down by a panel of federal judges late Friday, finding that the White House, the CDC, and even the FBI violated the Constitution by banning the speech of your fellow Americans during the COVID pandemic. So let's talk about this ruling and how it is actually a pattern In some cases, Joe Biden knowingly violated provisions of the U.S. Constitution as he tried to advance his policies. But let's start with Friday. On Friday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said that the administration and officials threatened or coerced social media platforms like Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter with the goal of censoring certain views that Mr. Biden and his team didn't like. Things such as COVID-19, the origins of the pandemic, election security, and Stories about Hunter Biden, all of them censored at the request and demand of Mr. Biden and his team. To quote the ruling, the judges found that Mr. Biden and his administration engaged in, quote, intimidating messages and threats of adverse consequences if social media companies didn't cooperate, end quote. The judges also found that Biden and his team, quote, commandeered the decision-making processes of social media companies in violation of the First Amendment, end quote. 
The judges then went on to single out the FBI for criticism. They said that the Bureau targeted specific social media users because either the Bureau or the White House found that these fellow Americans or their social media posts were unacceptable or distasteful. Again, the topics of impermissible speech ranged from COVID to Hunter Biden. Finally, the judges said that certain Biden officials would be barred from engaging with social media companies from here on out because of their unconstitutional and unlawful behavior. That includes 14 White House officials from the Surgeon General to the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. It also includes at least two FBI officials. For what it's worth, Mr. Biden's White House has responded to this ruling by absolutely rejecting any suggestion that they broke any law of any kind. And the Department of Justice is considering whether or not to appeal. And if they choose to do so, the judges said on Friday they had 10 days to do it. They're going to have to file an emergency appeal with the Supreme Court directly. And I'll tell you, speaking of the Supreme Court, I should note that Friday's ruling is not the first time that Mr. Biden was found to have violated the Constitution. In fact, we have three other examples of him doing this. In two cases, he actually knew that he was violating the Constitution, but he did it anyway to advance his policies. So let's start with the first example of these three. First, back on August 3rd of 2021, Mr. Biden and his Center, uh, Centers for Disease Control, or CDC, issued what was called a moratorium on evictions from things like homes and apartments. So the argument that they made was that because of the pandemic, the American people were unable uh, to pay their bills, like you know, rent and mortgages. So Biden said that the CDC should issue a national rule that would prevent anyone from being evicted. And so they did that at Mr. Biden's direction. Now, at the time, uh, Mr. Biden was asked about whether he and the CDC had the constitutional authority to do that and whether Congress should probably be involved. And here's what he said at the time. Quote, I've sought out constitutional scholars to determine that question. And the bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that my policy is not likely to pass constitutional muster, end quote. But to be clear, he and the CDC did it anyway. And predictably, the Supreme Court tossed out that moratorium and said, yeah, Congress should have been involved in such a sweeping decision. So that is example number one of unconstitutional acts. The second is regarding the COVID mandate, right? The vaccine mandate, of course. As I've briefed listeners on previously, Mr. Biden has issued a series of mandates over his time in office. But later, the Supreme Court threw out those mandates, including those for large businesses. For our third and final example, the Supreme Court ruled unlawful Mr. Biden's student debt forgiveness plan. And just like with that eviction moratorium, he issued his debt plan after he first admitted that his plan would violate the Constitution. So the bottom line, my friends, is this. The facts show that last Friday's ruling is not the first time that a court, and eventually the Supreme Court, would find that Mr. Biden and his team had knowingly violated the U.S. Constitution. So with those facts and data, let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion. So, folks, I think what is pretty clear is that we have a pattern, a pattern of our chief executive believing that the U.S. Constitution is, well, a speed bump to ruling. And that is very bad because whether the president is a Democrat or Republican or Biden or somebody else, it sets the precedent that in Washington, D.C., once you get to the Oval Office, you can do whatever you want. 
and you can get away with it, at least for some period of time, before a lawsuit eventually gets to the Supreme Court. And by the time that it does, even if you lose, the country has changed. People are bankrupted, lives destroyed, liberty degraded, and that is awful. But I'll tell you, as audacious and awful as that is, the fact that the FBI participated in this, it just underlines the danger of this moment in U.S. history. And that's because the very people that are supposed to be upholding laws without fear or favor, actually, as it turns out, they don't really care about the law or the Constitution. As we have seen in case after case over the past five years, they will do as they like based on their own personal prerogatives or at the direction of a president, either Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. And that, my friends, is the stuff that ends a nation. And I have seen that abroad during my time at the CIA, when constitutions were just ragdolls for a regime. And I just cannot believe that I'm seeing this stuff happen here. And by seeing this stuff, I mean that, ladies and gentlemen, we are losing this country. So my counsel to you is to remember this one year from now, when you and your friends and family and loved ones go to the ballot box or you mail those things in. Because this next election, ladies and gentlemen, it is no longer about who wins. It's about whether or not we lose this country. With that, let's take our first break of the morning. For subscribers listening at rightreport.substack.com, no ads for you. Instead, your podcast gets delivered to you each day in your email, along with transcripts, with hyperlinks to all the facts and data that I've uh, presented this morning. Meanwhile, for all of my other loyal listeners, thank you and enjoy the following messages remembering that if you don't hear my voice telling you about a product or service, then I do not endorse it. We'll be right back. Folks, you know that here on The Right Report, we talk about the mix of economic signals in America that suggest that things aren't great. Inflation remains high, interest rates too, and debt levels for both the government and consumers alike, whew, at record highs. So if you add all that up, that is financial risk, ladies and gentlemen, for people like you and me. So if you have been considering ways to diversify your investments and lower those risks, you ought to consider gold and silver and consider American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts. All it takes to get started, folks, is a short phone call. They will show you how to protect your portfolio with physical gold and silver. American Hartford Gold has a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus ranking from the Better Business Bureau. And if you give them a call today, folks, they will give you up to $5,000 of free silver purchase dependent. So call them at this number, 866-353-2694. Or easier yet, you can text right, that's my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T, to this number, 65532. Again, text right to 65532 or call toll free at 866-353-2694. It's been about a month since I introduced you to Wacker Coffee Company, one of the finest small batch coffee roasters in America. Their signature roast is called Red Tape. It is a very nice, smooth roast full of incredible flavor. Wacker also has another one called the Dye Blend. And they've got this great popular decaf option too, if that's your cup of tea or, well, coffee. But here's the bottom line for why I endorse this coffee and this company over all others. They are serious about their product, and you can hear it in the company's motto. We empower coffee beans, they say, 
to be the best versions of themselves. Now, that is a coffee company operated by a United States Marine, by the way, who is serious about their coffee. So, folks, go to WackerCoffeeCo.com. That is W-A-C-K-E-R. And enter my initials as the promo code BDW, and you're going to get 10% off. And by the way, when you go to the website, make sure that you check out their coffee brewing tips. You will see that there is a whole new experience that awaits you. Again, go to WackerCoffeeCo.com, enter that promo code BDW, and I promise your taste buds are going to love you for it. Welcome back to The Right Report. Let's continue with our briefs this morning with a pivot towards international news. The next 30 days are of vital importance in America's $60 billion war in Ukraine. At least that is according to the U.S. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, a fellow named General Mark Milley. He said yesterday that Kiev's forces have about 30 days, maybe 45, before the weather there changes and the counteroffensive against Russia and its positions become too difficult or impossible, all because of rain and snow. General Milley also added that the war, in his perspective so far, was, quote, long, slow, hard, and high casualty producing, end quote. When he was then asked if Ukraine was winning or losing that war, he said it was too early to say, but that lately, quote, Ukraine was progressing at a very steady pace through the Russian front lines, end quote. Well, to that end, Ukraine does, in fact, uh, continue to fire a massive amount of artillery at the Russians, upwards of 215,000 shells a month of something called the 155 rounds. Unfortunately, though, the U.S. only produces about 24,000 of those a month, that means that we are burning through our stockpiles of that artillery at a very fast rate, right as we are facing renewed threats from China. Meanwhile, I should note that the Russians, they are going through this same predicament. They are firing more artillery than they can manufacture by orders of magnitude. And that is leading Moscow to reach out to other countries to help them, such as the North Koreans. We're going to talk about that later this week. But the bottom line, my friends, is this. By all estimates, Ukrainian forces are not going to break through those Russian defensive positions over the next 30 days, unless they do something, my goodness, dramatic, unexpected, in what would probably be a pretty major escalation. So whatever happens over the next 30 days or so, let's keep a very close eye on Ukraine in the event that they throw whatever this Hail Mary toss might be. Because otherwise, if not, and things end up in a stalemate, as it were, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have to settle in for what is called a long war of attrition, a war that has already cost you and your kids and grandkids $60 billion in deficit spending and counting. More to come. With that, we move on to our final piece of news uh, this morning. Joe Biden is heading back to the United States from Asia with stops uh, in India and Vietnam that we need to talk about. And we need to discuss it in part because he is committing your taxpayer dollars for climate change. So yes, let's start with that in India, where Biden met with other world leaders at a meeting called the G20. It's a gathering of the world's wealthiest nations. As uh, noted by Reuters news service, there was a lot of talk about a lot of things, but not much in the way of concrete action, except for this. Mr. Biden promised India $1 billion with much more to come, all to fight climate change. New Delhi is going to use that $1 billion well, first, to develop a solar farm in the southern part of their country, plus 
they're going to set up a new, uh, well, it's a so-called green energy fund that will be used to fund other solar and wind projects. Mr. Biden made that promise because, as it turns out, India relies on about 70% of its energy from coal power. And New Delhi would like for you and the United States to upgrade its energy system. So Mr. Biden has agreed. Well, after he made that promise and spent your money, he headed off to Vietnam over the weekend, hoping to secure a stronger relationship with that communist country. And that did occur. He got an upgrade in the official relationship with Hanoi. But what is interesting to me is why Vietnam would want such a thing. Well, to understand why and why we should care, it boils down to two things. First, money. Vietnam is trying to expand its economy and needs Western businesses to do it. And that is why leaders from Google, Intel, and Boeing, plus more, all went to Hanoi with Mr. Biden to rub shoulders with a communist to either start or expand operations in that country. Second, Vietnam signed up for this closer deal with the United States because, well, Hanoi needs friends, specifically friends with big guns and strong navies. And here's why. For over 2,000 years, Vietnam has been the on-again, off-again colony of the Chinese. In fact, it started in around 100 BC when China first invaded and colonized northern Vietnam. Now, in more recent times, the countries have been fighting over the uh, South China Sea, which Vietnam actually calls the East Sea. But that brutal history, folks, is leading Han uh, Hanoi, of course, as you would imagine, to search out for friends, you know, strong ones, to help balance out their aggressive nature of, well, their Chinese neighbors to the north. Well, as it turns out, the American government would happy to, to be friends with those folks and step in to assist. So those are the latest facts and data out of both India and Vietnam this morning, following Mr. Biden's trip to both of those countries. Let me now pivot to my analysis and opinion on what to make of that trip. First, let's start with this. If you had a billion dollars, how would you spend it? Would you give it to India so that they could install some solar panels for their people and their economy? Or would you spend it here in America? Or maybe you wouldn't spend it at all because that $1 billion, actually, that gets charged to your national credit card. And you have to pay it back with interest. Because that is, in fact, where this money's coming from. Biden just gave to the Indians. It's going on America's credit card. Just something to consider. Second, Mr. Biden said something very interesting in a press conference in Vietnam. He was asked about and then explained uh, why he came to Hanoi. And he said that the trip was, quote, it's not about containing China expanding relationships uh, with Vietnam is about having a stable base, end quote. Well, I don't know what a stable base means, uh, but I do know a fib when I hear it, and he is telling a fib. Because, of course, this trip was about containing China. After all, that is exactly what Vietnam needs, right? And Beijing, of course, knows that. So that means they are likely to do two things after this trip that we should be thinking about. First, they are going to find ways, both small and big, to make life more difficult for the Vietnamese government, but most especially for all those U.S. companies who are now locating or expanding their factories in Vietnam. So that means that we are putting more of our economic supply chain in a country that is, well, in a very dangerous neighborhood. Does that make sense? I don't think so, but I'll let you debate that and decide. Second, Beijing will use this new Vietnam-America friendship 
as a justification to further expand in our backyard in Latin America. Now, it's true they are already doing this. In fact, you might recall that we discussed a Chinese spy base in Cuba. Talked about that back on June 23rd. But the point is that China knows that we are now messing around in their backyard in all kinds of places. Taiwan, the Philippines, Vietnam. So they are now going to mess around in our backyard too. And here is why that's bad. All this backyard messing around, that leads to a greater chance of conflict and an accidental war that stems from a, a mistake or a misunderstanding. And we have some very relevant history on this. My Vietnam veterans or those who remember that era will uh, remember the Gulf of Tonkin incident. It was a mistake or fabrication, depending on your perspective, happened back in 1964. And it led to an expansion of that conflict, which ultimately led to over 58,000 casualties. That seems important to remember this morning. More messing around generally means more trouble. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude this morning's episode of The Right Report. But I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to The Right Report with one more thing before I let you go. Today, it is a personal reflection. 22 years ago, I was asleep at my family's ranch. Uh, I was back home helping out, getting ready to start my career at the CIA. On that September 11th morning, my dad came into my room, woke me up and said, Some, come to the TV, something horrible has happened. So like so many of us, I watched that morning unfold. The towers come down. And like everybody, I knew that things would never be the same. I knew that my life would never be the same because whatever career I thought I was going uh, to have at the CIA would be changed forever. And the focus would be on whoever attacked us that morning. A couple months later, I moved to DC and I remember that first day at the CIA. We were getting sworn in and later I looked up at the sky and planes were flying over. And I wondered if the CIA uh, would be a target at some point, and if so, I would be inside if it were struck. And like all of my other colleagues who were wondering the same, we understood that, yes, that was absolutely the risk, and that's okay, because that's the job. So on this day of reflection and mourning, I remember those classmates of mine. Most of them are, are still with us, but some died in service to their country in our war on terror. Those who died include uh, some wonderful people, Darren, Jennifer, Doug, Helge, Mike. And this morning, I, I remember them. I remember why they served and why they died. And I'll tell you, they died because they chose to stand up and fight for as long as they could for those who couldn't stand any longer. The 2,977 souls who perished on that September 11th morning. I also remember uh, today the people who survived that 9-11 attack, whether it be after their direct injuries, like a friend of mine named David who was knocked out and woke up in a hallway that was on fire at the Pentagon, 
Or I remember all the moms and the dads and the sons and daughters who have had to live with the scars of that day for 22 years without their loved ones. I remember and pray for them too. Now, I know that in time, some of us will probably forget that day and all of those people. Or maybe we'll mourn, but in the quiet of our minds, without the speeches and public displays. But for now, I think we should find ways to remember. And not just for those who died or those living with 22 years of pain. I think that we should remember so that we can learn. And I say that because of this. 19 hijackers killed over 2,000 Americans because we did not properly assess the risk. And the U.S. government made all kinds of mistakes. And I can't help but compare those 19 hijackers, those 19 people, that number, to the tens of thousands of unvetted people coming across our southern border every month of every year for years now. And as someone who was intimately involved in our fight against those 19 hijackers, I ask, what number of those millions of people streaming across our border mean to do us harm? Is that number zero? Is it one? Is it 19? That seems important to talk about. Because God forbid I wake up again at my family's ranch and my father says, come to the TV, something horrible has happened. Because if that happens again... May God have mercy on the souls of the politicians who let it happen, because I will have no mercy to give them. But that aside, whatever may come for today, let us keep our minds and hearts focused on those who are not with us and those who live with the memories of those who have perished. May we lift them up in prayer and joyful memories, because that is what I'm going to be doing today. For Darren, Jennifer, Doug, Helga, and Mike. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we conclude your morning brief. As always, I will see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, I leave you with the creed of every good spy and every wise American. They're the words from the Gospel of John. Chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.